This episode details one woman's story of religious trauma and emotional abuse and may be triggering for some. Please proceed with caution. What is up, SOS peeps? Welcome back to the only podcast that brings you the sweet sounds of Cheryl and Natty. I'm Cheryl. She's Natty. Say hey, Natty. What is up? Hi, everyone. How are y'all doing this week? I pray that you're well. Yes, yes. Amid this still quarantine situation that we got going on. Yes, we hope that everybody is doing well. But anyway, let us get back to the Shades of Strong podcast where we talk about all the things that shape, make, and sometimes break the strong Black woman. And here to help us do that today is one of our loyal listeners, Janine Marilyn. Hey, Janine, what is hey. up, girl? What is up? What is so up? So glad to be uh, here. How are you? How's it going? How's your life? All the things. <laughs> <laughs> I am great. I am so happy to be here. I love you guys. You're like my best friends in my head. <laughs> That's awesome. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We do. We do. Janine is actually, like I said, one of our loyal listeners. She reached out to me back in November of last year to tell me how much she appreciated an ap- episode. And I was like, yes, girl, we appreciate you. Thank you, girl. Thank you for the kind words. That means so much. Yes. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real, and for so real. She replied back and she said, you know what? I would love to be a guest on your show to share my story about being shunned by religion. And I was like, sure, I, we would love to have you. But at that time, we were approaching the end of season two. So here we are. She's here. We're super excited about it. And today she is going to be sharing her struggle with mental illness after being shunned by religion and how she's rebuilding her life now. And so, yeah, we're excited about it. But before we dive into that, Janine, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, why you do it. What sets your soul on fire? Okay. Well, I'm a graphic designer of about 14 years. That's my passion. Um, I'm also a writer and a poet, and I have a greeting card business called Granny's Conversation, Greeting Cards for the Soul. So it's all about bringing empathy to the world and about the subjects that you normally can't find cards for and those sensitive topics that you don't know what to say to your friends when they're going to the situation. They're written from the way that Granny talks to you because she's your first place of unconditional love. And she's going to understand you more than anyone else. So it's just supposed to feel like a hug from Granny, just to heal the world. And they are absolutely amazing. They they are. I can tell y'all, I purchased one for for one of my cousins. We we lost my aunt last month, and I purchased these for her. She hasn't received them yet, but I just read a snippet of what Janine is offering on her website. And I'm telling you, I had chills just from reading it. Like, it literally does feel like you're talking to your grandma. And I lost my grandma in October of last year. So when I tell you, it really touched my soul just to be able to, to hear those words and then to kind of hear them in your grandmother's voice. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, she's going to tell us how it, it <laughs> takes you back. It really does take you back. Because I can remember as a kid going to my grandmom's, going to my grandmom's house and 
sitting on the floor beside her while she was shelling peas and you know all those things and so it just really like a flood of memories just you know just floods over you when you're reading that and so yeah Janine's gonna tell us how you guys can get the greeting cards before we end the show today so stick around for that because they are amazing they are truly unique and I think you guys will absolutely love them okay okay so yeah let's get into today's into today's topic now Janine I noticed on your Facebook page when I was looking at it today, you know, trying to stalk you a little bit before you came on. (laughs) (laughs) I I noticed on your profile, you had a quote that said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I just thought, wow, because Natty and I actually just had a conversation about that particular thing last week. So I was like, yeah, we did. Timely is this. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that quote. I want to know why you have it on your Facebook page. You know, I know you had, like you, like we mentioned earlier, some re- religious trauma. So I want to talk about that a little bit, how you're going through the process. So just kind of like share your story with us, you know, from your own. If it come up, just let it come out. Because you know how we do on here. If it comes up, it comes <laughs> out. So let's just, let's just go. Okay. Basically, I've learned over time through different trials that, everything that you go through prepares you for the next trial. I used to get so depressed and go into a dark place when things would happen. But then I started realizing, well, maybe there's something that God needs me to learn about myself or a quality that I need to, he needs to squeeze out of me. And so that has been like my healing journey. But a little bit about my story is I, my parents were divorced when I was a child. So I had two fathers, a biological and a stepfather, but I was rejected by both. I didn't receive that fatherly love, affection, conversations. And so I just struggled and I always craved that fatherly role, you know, that male attention. So that was one of my biggest struggles growing up. But I was also in a religion that was very strict. And so I was kind of a people pleaser. And I, in order to get my parents' approval and my mother's approval, I did everything right. I did everything they wanted me to do. I got baptized at 13. I went out in the ministry and went straight to the ministry after school. But then as I became an adult and I kind of got out of my shell and was introduced to some things and experienced some things, then, of course, you know, as a single woman, I got caught up and made some mistakes. But in the religion, if you commit a gross sin, then you have to go before the older men of the church and confess your sin in detail. And it's you have to do it several times and a several different meetings. And then they um, write everything down. They keep a file on you of everything that you've done. And then they have you step out of the room and then they pray over it to make a decision. And when you come back, they'll let you know whether they feel that you're truly repentant of your sin. And if they don't deem you repentant, then you have to be severely disciplined, which is shunning. They call it disfellowshipping. 
And so you can you can still come to the church, but no one can speak to you. Oh, my gosh. And no one can associate with you and your parents. They can only have emergency contact with you. I can't go over there and have dinner or just go hang out. It has to be an emergency situation or a health matter. And so you have to go through that until they feel like you're repentant. But you have to stay out for a a certain period of time, maybe like a year. And you have to attend every meeting. And it's just, it's hard. It's hard. That happened to me twice. The first time it happened, I was 21 and I was falsely accused of being an alcoholic. But I was young and I accepted it. I didn't appeal. But then over the years, I made other mistakes. And this last time, they said that I have done, I had just done too much over the course of 10 years and that I couldn't be sorry for this last thing because of everything I did before. And so I was so overwhelmed with guilt. I would still go to the church, but the entire time I would cry so hard because I couldn't take in the information because I, it kept making me feel even more guilty on top of seeing everyone that I loved and I can't be a part of their lives. And it got to the point that I wanted to commit suicide because They told me that I didn't love God, that just said a lot of very demeaning things to me and caused me to feel bad about myself. And so I felt like, well, if God doesn't love me, he doesn't hear my prayers anymore. I don't have Holy Spirit. Then what's the use of being alive? The hard thing about that is I had to create a new life from scratch because in the religion, you can't have close association with anyone who isn't a part of the religion. So I had relatives that weren't, but I wasn't close to them because I wasn't allowed to actually bond with them. So I had to kind of reintroduce myself to my family so that I can have some sense of family. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to find friends, and this was at 30 years old, (laughs) try to figure out how to find friends. And it's just awkward because people wonder like why you don't already have friends, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're like, I used to have a lot of friends. (laughs) That's, That's what was the turning point of my depression and mental illness. Like I said, I was suicidal. I didn't go through with it, but I had a lot of suicidal ideations. And over the course of years, things just got worse. And I had a very bad breakdown a few years ago, which caused me to have to be hospitalized. So I was in a mental hospital for about a week. And I was able to receive medication that I needed. And I had always been against medication, but they explained to me that when you go through trauma, you're brain loses serotonin and serotonin is what keeps you happy and you can't grow back serotonin you know once it's depleted it's depleted and so the medication would kind of balance me out and provide that serotonin and just balance out my chemicals to keep me you know happy and stable and so I agreed You have to go through so much when you're trying medication because of so many side effects and you have to figure out which one works for you. So it took about three years before my doctor was able to get the right combination. 
And now it's, it's great. But I also have to do a lot of therapy, which has been life-saving. But that's been a struggle, too, because it was hard to find a therapist that I connected with. So it's been an ongoing battle. But through it all, it's caused me to realize how much, how important it is to be empathetic to people. Yeah. You know, mental illness has such a stigma. And yeah. I was a functioning depressed person. Yeah. I was excelling at work. I took care of my responsibilities, but wanted to kill myself and no one knew. And so it's very important for us to get rid of that stigma, to let people know that they do not have to be ashamed if they are diagnosed or if they are going through a depression. And even if they have to take medication or go to therapy, it doesn't mean they're crazy. It just means they need a little help. Oh my gosh. First of all, I am so happy to be I'm so sorry. (laughs) So sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt interrupt that. I just, I, I'm in tears over here. I'm so sorry, Janine. I I literally (laughs) have chills because as much as we talk about healing, I don't know that I could have survived that. I mean, it's that is a lot. So let I just want to get a little bit, a little further clarification. Are you saying that you have been excommunicated physically, socially, and verbally from your family, including your mom? Right. I, but if it's an emergency situation, like when we had um, we had some tornadoes recently mm-hmm. and I reached out to them because they were in the same neighborhood where it was hit very hard to just make sure they were OK and to take them some things. But that was the first time I had seen my mom in like two years and I wasn't prepared oh, for facing that. And, you know, but every time I she was my rock, you know, mm-hmm. and because. I didn't have that fatherly love. She was she was my everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> she was my everything. And um so to not have her anymore is just like another stab in my heart. Mm-hmm. And it just means make you feel like like what's wrong with what's wrong with you, you know, being rejected by both of the people that's supposed to love you unconditionally. Right. Um but yeah. at the same time you have to respect, you know, her religion mm-hmm. and I, I because she's an amazing person so I don't want and I don't want any dis- disrespect for the religion or my mother but it's just hard you know yeah. to accept and so when I look at her regardless of how many years have passed I just see guilt I see that the reason we don't have a relationship mm-hmm. see the pain in her eyes and so it like it brings everything back So it's like, I can't get away from it. And that's why I always say that I have to learn how to live in between the tears because it's never going to go away. You know, I still run into people who I can't, who are close to me that my friends, you know, they got married, had kids and I see them in Walmart and I can't speak and they can't speak. And it's just, and then you like, look, put your head down because you feel ashamed. It's like, you can't get away from it, but. So what does what does your healing journey look like? It's it's <laughs> so over the course of ten years, I went through a lot. Like I stopped praying for two years because I didn't think that God hurt me anymore. But then I finally, you know, I had some people come into my life to kind of introduce me to God and introduce me to grace. And grace is something that I hadn't really been used to. It wasn't promoted, I guess, in the religion. 
it wasn't talked about a lot. And so I needed that. I needed to know that God forgive me, you know, that it's okay. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of like brought me back into spirituality. But also I struggled because I've had these teachings ingrained in me for 30 years. And Mm -hmm. so it's hard to accept other teachings. So I've tried a lot of different religions, but I've finally gotten to a place of creating my own spirituality and realizing whatever I choose, it's my relationship with God. And I don't have to worry about meeting someone else's expectations, but doing something that I feel comfortable with. So I feel closer to God now than I ever have in my life. You know, he's my best friend. And regardless of what others say, I know that he has been protecting me. Absolutely. I mean, I have, I, I don't know about you, Natty, but I'm over here like speechless because for, for one, I've never, I've experienced church hurt and I know other people have too but not to this degree and I just I don't know how do you this is a word we say all the time how do you process that I know you say you were you you were going to therapy and all of that so you have not spoken with your mom in two years well that was before the recent you know tornadoes and pandemic (laughs) so but before that it was three years one time she wrote me a letter a goodbye letter and then a year later her her brother died and she called me because she wanted my help planning the funeral Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. it was just a lot and then at his funeral there were nothing but the church members there Mm-hmm. And they were coming to me, speaking to me. And I'm like, what's going on? You mm-hmm. know, and mom was like, well, they can speak to you because it's the funeral. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And so I was crying so hard. I saw this one girl that I used to study the Bible with when she was a teenager and she has a six year old daughter now. And she was introducing and, you know, she was like, I listened to everything that you used to say. And I just thank you for all the the things you did for me. And I was just crying so hard because I knew tomorrow, none of them can speak to me again. And so I was like, this is torture. This is not okay. How did you think that that's going to make me feel okay? She was like, well, they just want to show you love. Huh? And then another elder told me that they made a mistake and they realized now that I was repentant, but it's like, that's six years later. So it's, It's a lot. And so quick question, Janine, even though you're saying, according to this religion, that you can reach out to them in the face of an emergency, do you feel like to protect yourself emotionally, mentally that, I mean, do you, do you think it's helping you to, to be able to reach out in an emergency or do you think it's a hindrance to your healing? Well, it's been it's an emotional roller coaster because I'm getting older and my parents are getting older. So I feel like I'm responsible for taking care of them in their old age. So I feel like I'm a bad daughter if I don't, but this pandemic that has been life changing to the whole world has kind of kind of made me forced me to make a decision mm-hmm. because even though we're in the pandemic, my mother still told me this week that nothing is nothing can come before God. So she still refuses to 
even in a pandemic, <laughs> be a part of my life or allow me to be a part of her life. And mm-hmm. so that hurt. And so I realized now I just got to let it go. I have to let it go. I have to find a new emergency contact. You know, mm-hmm. I just have to just let it go for my standard. Right. That's kind of what I was leading up to, but I definitely don't want to tell you to never talk to your mom again. But I'm, I'm reminded of this quote that I often see floating around that says you can't heal in the environment that hurt you. And I personally think that there are instances where you can, but in this particular situation, I just don't know that you can properly heal. And this is just my opinion, but I just don't know that you could properly heal continuing to subject yourself to that emotional pain. Do you think you can? I know I can't. It's just, it's your mama. And And so, and especially like I have five aunts and they're so close to their daughters and they're always together. And so it's hard sometimes being around them because Mm -hmm. it's like, why can't my mama love me unconditionally? And so I don't know. I still, I I guess I, I really don't know what the answer is. I'm still trying to figure it out. But my therapist is taking me on a journey of healing my inner child. Mm-hmm. And also just discovering my own identity again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that yeah. I can learn how to be okay yeah. and find my own coping mechanisms, find my mm-hmm. own happiness. You know, um, she lives like 10 minutes away from me, but I, I'm going to write her a letter <laughs> and say everything that I want to say. And I will, the door will always be open if she needs me but I just I have to let it go Mm. yeah that's a that's a that's a really difficult place to be in I cannot imagine how traumatic it's been for you I can't imagine my mom being uh, being alive and not being able to be with her I can't imagine what that what that must feel like and Yeah. Yeah. And I can come back. That's what my mom is pleading for me to come back. And I know the process, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's, I have PTSD. So even just sitting in the parking lot traumatizes me. I shake just talking to one of the elders. It's like flashbacks. So Mm -hmm. I just feel like I just physically can't. And God is just going to have to read my heart and understand. I just don't think God expects us to. I don't think God expects us to continue to subject ourselves to the thing that ultimately are almost destroyed. I mean, like that literally almost yeah. took you out. I don't think I don't so think either. God, I don't think God expects yeah. us to go, to go back to that. We have to be able to separate religion from God because mm-hmm. God, we absolutely God do. is not because it's out here not, killing folks yeah it's out here killing people I think it's important that 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 we remember like even in in that whatever religion that is even in that religion that we have to remember that the elders and the church leaders are human beings they are human not beings. God they are not right. God and there has to be a line there we have to be able to separate that and so I'm glad that you are at a point where you where you're saying I'm going to create my own spirituality because that's important if you have a relationship with God that's all that matters you don't have to be subjected 
to subject it to all of these rules and guidelines. God does not want us living our lives like that. And who are you to decide whether or not I'm repentant for something that I did? Man does not get to decide that. And that's beyond rules. That's that's abuse. That's full-blown abuse. And God does not want you to be subjected to abuse, regardless of the source of the abuse, even if it is a parent or a church elder or anything like that. I, for one, again, these are, these are just opinions, but I, I grew up, I was raised in church. I've had the, over the last 10 years or not even 10 years now, the, I haven't been in church for about four years now, but before that, for about 10 years, my family, we were very heavily involved in church and there was some hurt there that I didn't even realize I didn't recognize it for what it was until I was out of it. Mm-hmm. And I just don't believe for one second that God puts any of us here to be some sort of punching bag or footstool mm-hmm. for some other human being mm-hmm. and or doormat or to be the, the receiver, the willing receiver or the willful receiver or the just very gracious and forgiving receiver of abuse. I don't believe that God puts us here for that. And, you know, I've already, I said it earlier, but I'm so sorry that you were on the receiving end of that because you always, always deserved better. And I'm so glad that you, I know it's hard being separate from your mom, but I'm so glad that you're away from that now and that you can, like you said, develop your own relationship with God and be in therapy and get the healing that you so richly deserve. Because just listening to your story, I, I, I was in tears. I just, it was hard to believe. But then again, I can believe it because I've, there have been accounts of other people and, and just in other places going through horrific things at the hands of, of the so-called church or their religion. And it's unspeakable and I know it's a factor in why so many people, uh, including myself and definitely younger people like my son's age, you know, young adults, younger millennials and older generations years, it's why they are running from religion in droves. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this generation, they have more freedom. I feel like mm-hmm. our generation, we were just, we felt like we had to do mm-hmm. whatever right. our family when it came to religion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. But Jane, I do I do want you to know that this is right. not yours, honey. Yes. This not is it. Absolutely not it. Not yours. This is not your guilt. This is not your shame. You are not to blame for any absolutely of this, not for any of this. And I am so thankful that you are in therapy and you are processing mm-hmm. all of those things because this does not belong to you. <laughs> it's, absolutely, it absolutely not. It does not belong to you. I appreciate that. And, appreciate and like it. Maddie and I were saying, in, as, as a people, we have got to start putting the blame where it belongs. We have got right. to start putting the guilt where it belongs. We have to put the shame where it belongs. This doesn't belong to you, girl. <laughs> This has not. Yeah. Been no, it does not. It does not belong. To and you. also, I think I think it's important when we're trying to heal and we we realize where the blame lies. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that that person 
is still or is a bad person. They're just broken too. I know a lot of our older relatives, they may feel like if we go to therapy and we bring up our past, then we're turning against the family. You know, what state, what goes Mm -hmm. on this house stays in the house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we have to realize that the whole reason we're doing that is not to hurt them. is to break the cycle and we have to heal. You know, we have to learn that it's okay to heal. We don't have to hold all this in, you know, regardless of whatever your trauma was, who's to say, which is greater than the other. If you hurt, you should heal. Hurt is hurt. I just want to give you a hug right now. I mean, me too. (laughs) I can feel it. I'm giving you a virtual hug. hug. Yeah. I'm giving you a virtual hug. Oh my gosh. But, And I just want to just kind of reiterate in my own words what Shirley was saying, because what Shirley said is so important Mm -hmm. about this is not your blame to hold. This is not your guilt or your shame. You, we each take responsibility for our own actions. We are not supposed to take responsibility for other people's actions and choices. Your mom could easily reach out to you if -hmm. she wanted to. Mm-hmm. Your these elders, they could very easily invite you back. Not that I would suggest that you I, go back, I but they could. Yeah, but they could very easily open up and say we were wrong. They could publicly, publicly just kind of declare yeah. and admit and acknowledge yeah. that they were wrong in their treatment yeah. of you, and they have not done that. None of that is your fault. None of that is on. None you. of that is your. It's fault. not about. I don't have a relationship with my mom because look what I did. No, no, no. You don't have a relationship your mom because the rules that she has chosen to follow say that you can't have a relationship with her not because of what you did so yeah it's really that's that's like a huge huge thing you hold the things that are yours to hold you do not hold the choices and actions that she or anybody else at that church has made because we're all responsible for our own actions so the next time you're walking in walmart and you see some of them, don't you hold your head down, girl. You hold your Don't head hold your head down. You look them dead in the eye. <laughs> you say hi to them if you want to. If they don't speak back, that's their choice. Because you have absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. You have nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing. All done some we've all done some things in things in our life that we've had to go to God and repent for. We sure so have. you you yeah. you don't you no, you hold your head up. Yeah. And I, I, I am yeah. so serious about And speak that. to who you want to speak to. <laughs> and don't speak to who you don't want to speak to. <laughs> you hold your head up. Like, mm-hmm. seriously. I mean, even if you don't want to speak, but do not, do not let people have you walking around with your head down in shame because you have done nothing wrong. You, you hold your head up. That's All right, real. girl. I'm not going to be your mama today, but yeah, hold your head up. I'm not. <laughs> Gonna be your mom either. I'm not gonna do that. We're not trying to tell you what to do. We're not trying to like project onto you. Just trying to be. I don't know. We're just trying to be supportive. That's all. (laughs) No, you're you're exactly right. You're exactly right. That's right, girl. Here we are. We trying. We over here about to get into full on auntie mode. I'm going in while I'm with you. We hold our head up. All right, guys. We are going to wrap it up. There are a few things that I want to point out that Janine said that I think everyone needs to take heed to as we're beginning to to wrap it up. Number the first thing that that stood out to me that you said was that you are creating your own spirituality, which for me means that you are developing your own relationship with God and you are deciding what that looks like for you. 
And so for, for our listeners, if you are in a similar situation, then you have a right to do just as Janine has done. She has decided that this is the path that I am going to be on and nobody decide gets to decide what that looks like for me. So thank you for sharing that part. And there were a couple other things I said. There were three things, didn't I? So the second thing was, is that I remember earlier on, you were talking about finding, you know, a new circle of friends. So you want, like, if, if you have been, been through this, then I don't know if they have support groups for things like this, but I do know that you can find a circle of friends that will understand and support you as you go through the healing process. So surround yourself with people who are not going to judge you, who are going to tell you and be honest with you about where the shame and blame lies. So find a circle of friends, find a support group, whatever you need to do to help you get back. And by all means, and I don't know if Janine says this, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> do not continue to go back to the same place that hurt you. Like I said, in some instances, I do believe that you can heal in the environment where you were hurt. And we'll talk, that's a whole other episode. Yeah, that's a But this yeah. one right here, it's a no. Do not yep. continue to go back to a place where people are consistently and deliberately emotionally traumatizing you. We do not have to And do you that. know, one thing that I do want to add that kind of piggybacks on what you were saying is I've also learned that when you hold on to that, that it causes you to be bitter and mm -hmm. you're constantly in limbo. Mm -hmm. And what it did is I became toxic. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a toxic person before, but I became severely toxic. So I lost a lot of friendships that I was trying to make along the way because I was toxic to them. Mm -hmm. But I was toxic because I hadn't healed. You were hurting. And, right. But it's hard for people to understand that. So mm -hmm. you like, well, the reason I did this is probably because of this. And they're like, so that's been a journey, yeah. you know, of accepting mm -hmm. that I was toxic and accepting why it happened. Right. And then in going through the process of no longer being toxic. Absolutely. So all of that is a journey. Mm -hmm. and, and finding friends that will accept you as you're going along the journey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That is so important because people will not understand that hurt people hurt people as cliche as that sounds. Yeah. It is so true. And and, and Maddie true. and I have talked about this a number of times when you have unhealed places in you it manifests itself in other areas of your life and that's how you end up losing friendships and things of that sort when that pain is not properly dealt with i just want to encourage you janine and encourage anyone else who is listening to this who's been through similar situations i've said it many times before but you are worthy of wonderful things good things mm -hmm. you are worthy of the fullest um, life that you can live. You deserve the fullest life that you can live that is filled with joy and peace, fruitfulness, and you deserve all the healing that you can possibly get in this life. And yes, people are human and they can be hurt and they can hurt people when they're hurt. But if you're around someone that you know is hurting and they 
as a result are hurting you. Separating yourself from that treatment is always a good idea because it's always going to be beneficial for you and it's what you deserve. So just remember that and know that you doing what's the whole fullness of healing thing for you is never wrong. You doing what you can do to take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually is never wrong. You taking care of your heart, your own heart, your own soul, your own spirit is never wrong. And you deserve for all of you to be whole and healed and complete. So that's, yeah, that's all I would add. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are Mm -hmm. just really... (laughs) piece my heart back together. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to hear it because we have to support each other on our individual. We really do. We all we got. We we, we got to have us out here, you know? (laughs) Right. So Janine, before we, before we get ready to end, end it, I would love for you to, of course, have some closing remarks if you would like, but to also tell us where we can find you in the online space for people who might want to connect. Yes, yes. So I'm on all the social media outlets. I'm on Facebook under Granny's Conversations, LLC. I'm on IG as Granny Combo, and that's Granny with the Y. And then I'm on Twitter um, with Granny's with the S Combo. I would love to connect with you and you can visit my online store and learn more about the story and the background story behind Granny's Conversations at grannysconversations.com. So again, that's grannies with a Y-S and then conversations with the S.com. And we'll have all of Janine's information listed in the show notes of this episode at shadesofstrong.com. You'll see her lovely picture so you can see how gorgeous she is along with (laughs) this episode and all of her information. So be sure to check her out, Granny Conversations. You can actually just Google it because I did and it comes right up. (laughs) So um, yeah, Google Granny Conversations and follow her on all social media platforms and of course follow shades of strong as well we're we're shades of strong across all social media platforms reach out to us if you need support on your on your healing journey and reach out to janine you know if you i feel confident in saying that she she's got you just like we said just like we we have each other she's got you If, if there's something that you that you know i know she's on her own healing journey but we need each other so Yes, I'm I'm ready to save lives. Yes, honey, yes. save them, girl. Yes. <laughs> all right. That's all my right. purpose. That's why well, I went through all this. All right. <laughs> all right. Yes, it was ma'am. Not in vain. It was not in vain. That's God right. has a purpose for her life, and she is walking in it. Y'all. Absolutely. Yes. All right, guys. All right now. Want to get well, out thank of you guys so much. Thank no, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. For trusting, I would us. love to come back another time. You can come back anytime you no, want. No, we'll make it happen, girl. We have we love having people on here. It gives us a chance to have different perspectives, and you know, just mm-hmm. it just makes for a good conversation. So, whenever you want to pop back on, just let us know, and we'll make it happen. If there's something in particular that you feel like the listeners need to hear, let us know, and we'll make it happen. We mean that, like we really do mean. Yes, that. Um, yes, truly. So yeah, I love anyone, guys. We are out of here again. Thank you so much, Janine, for trusting us with your story. We know that this is going to bless so many people. 
so yeah we out guys good good night good day whatever time you listen to this episode good whatever <laughs> bye all right bye. we'll see you guys later bye <laughs>